This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello everyone and welcome back to this episode of the Always Wolves Squadcast. This is part two with our special guest, Kevin Rogers, who is the CEO of Paycare and trustee of the Wolverhampton Wondrous Foundation with myself, Dazzling Dave, and my co-host, Manny Singh. And in this episode, we're going to be talking Europa League, touching on the coronavirus, a bit of George Mendes, looking ahead to the rest of the March fixtures, and we're also answering some questions that you're sending to us, and much more. So wherever you're listening in the world, squad members, whether you're on a commute, at work, or at home, we really hope that you enjoy this podcast. It just brings us like very nicely on to uh, to Europa League. We were all very fortunate. All three of us were over in Barcelona. The weather was a lot better than Braga, I have to say. <laughs> it was dreadful. Um, what did you think about how we handled the both games, the Espanyol at home, Neves won the goal again, and also the uh, the game away? What what did we feel about the uh, the, the, t- the two ties? I think the, the the home game was as near to perfection as you could probably get um, to how to play a European game. The, the slight tactical switches we made just worked perfectly. Um, the, the away game was always going to be very different. The tie, the tie was won. However, I think Nuno would have been absolutely furious <laughs> at scoring, at conceding three goals. Yeah, uh, he, he certainly. He, as he always does, he never comes out and criticises no. the players. But you know, I've read reports that when the players eventually came out from the changing room, there was no kind of celebration. They, they were gutted that they conceded three goals mm. and the way they conceded them. Um, but once we scored that that away goal, the, the tie was effectively. Well, they scored that goal. It was like eye up, and then Traore scored, and he's like, okay, now they've got to score six goals in total. To, to win the tie, it was a funny experience because I mean, the, the stadium it was a it was it lacked atmosphere mm. because I think the Espanol fans had given up 
There's no mm. Espanol fans. That's why. <laughs> Let's be honest. There was a, a, a bit of a debacle. To be honest, fourteen thousand and forty thousand stadium, and obviously, you know, probably with what happened in Braga and six thousand Wolves fans, four thousand more than should have been there, it's caused this issue. And you know, we've only been given two thousand tickets, and and then you see a stadium totally empty. And you're saying they could have sold. They could have given us more. They could have, and yeah, they've got Wolves fans that are in various. <laughs> they were they were in the everywhere. kit, weren't they? They were in the in the four Wolves kit. I mean, yeah, so yeah. there was obviously no stopping them or no questioning of them go, getting into the home end. And, and it, it was, was adamant before the game that there were no one was going to get in, but they were in there with the colours and everything. And, and there was a little bit of trouble, wasn't yeah, there? They bought corporate tickets, hadn't they? So yeah. they're willing to sell them for hundred euros. Yeah, we'll take your money off you there. If you look at the situation with Braga, they were willing to sell 4,000 tickets in home ends to away fans, knowingly. And they're, the not, and they're not and they're not cater for getting them all in on time. Oh, and, well, and, 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 and look at, you know, and it's, it is horrific that in 2020 that we can't even have a system that allows fans I to attend a, a game in peace and get them in and, you know, and, and have a good experience and, and, and the policing. You know, we all know it's different on the continent. We all hear about it, and the truncheons are ready, and they've got the right shield. You don't really see a cop out with a right shield and a and a, a truncheon just standing by the side in an English game. No. It's just quite, you know, quite intimidating. Intimidating. So you know, those people will be there even in English games. They'll be sitting in the vans, you know, in just case. in case they're required. These guys. Uh, it in your face mm -hmm. and you know when people have had a few drinks and they're bit, you know that's normal you, you get leery people and people who have a go and sing songs and, and that banter and that slightly edgy hostile uh, atmosphere does actually happen in football that's been there for years you know it's not people wanting trouble you know purposely going out there thinking oh, I want trouble and, and when you face that type of person in front of you, then you know it's it's a it's creating a situation. I think Braga was the, the worst one. I mean, I've been yeah. uh, I've Turin, Istanbul, Barcelona, Braga, and the the irony is there's loads of comments about the hooliganism and and stuff at like Istanbul and oh, you know and Turin, and they were fantastic. And yeah. the worst problems that there were it wasn't with the Braga fans; it was with the police. Yeah in Portugal and that was the one obviously one game that was I mean there was battles there was w women being it yeah. people getting into the game 35 minutes later they were throwing the flags that they brought to put up and put them in how they treated the fans I thought Espanyol did a better job um, in how they got the Wolves fans in if you Turin was scary um, and they had one turn stalled it they? yeah literally <laughs> and uh, the could, people could have genuinely got seriously injured or even died with the crush uh, and how they managed that was very very scary and it was thanks to the Wolves fans when they were saying back off people at, at the front and they did back off because obviously they, everyone arrived at the same time on the buzzies and everyone wanted to get through literally two little square things to get in I thought Espanyol was better in how they handled it and how they brought people through. Um, but even saying that, at the end of the game when they were keeping people in, there was a boy and his a man and his lad that needed the toilet. Apparently they were stopping people from using the toilet. And they wouldn't the let them use the toilet yeah. and they were hitting them um, with their batons because they wouldn't let them go 
to human rights to go and literally have a wee, um, and which was really, really poor, and that's something I think we'll, we'll probably look at. He'd have been more upset if he did not go up his leg. Well, exactly, <laughs> but I mean... I mean, apart from the games, obviously, that you know, which is, you know, we've all been to a few games, which was, would you say was your best European European experience travelling abroad so far? Barcelona. Barcelona for you? Yeah, Barcelona. Just, and just an amazing city. Incredible city. The weather was so much better. Braga was awesome. Braga, yeah, I, think, I think we left Braga weather back home, didn't we? It was sunshine <laughs> the weeks before and the week after. Oh, no, just, in, but just... A great experience, and, and considering how how massive a city Barcelona is, wherever you went, there was Bulls fans. Oh, there were everywhere, and, and they weren't difficult to spot because you got yeah. all these, you know, lily white legs everywhere in, in shorts, and all the all the you know the, the Catalans were there wrapped up, weren't they? This is nice. Yeah. We're in Spain, so we're wearing shorts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't care what the temperature is. You know, we've waited. You know, so. Uh, for me, obviously, I went to, I went to Armenia. Yeah, uh, oh, of course was, you did. Um, yeah. Back in the qualifying stages, you know, famously only forty-eight of us there. That was quite an experience of a wonderful city, you know, somewhere that you would never think of ever going to, but it was actually a very nice, pleasurable, really good locals, and and that was a bit different because I, I think I went in the square and I was shouting around for Wolves fans because I couldn't <laughs> see anybody, but um. Uh, my favourite experience has to be Istanbul because it was the first time I'd gone with my family. So being with my sons, you know, taking my sons first went to see the Wolves when we were in League One, um, uh, you know, just a few years ago, and so they've only ever seen glory days. <laughs> you know, we've come up from League yeah. One into the Championship, and then so to take my my sons to Europe to watch Wolves, Special. we didn't dream of that. I didn't <laughs> actually think. You know, I thought about the FA Cup final one day, maybe, or you know, to maybe finish in the top, or even get in the Premier League and, and have have my sons by my side. But to actually be in Europe, in Istanbul, a big city, quite an intimidating city when you read about the history. But again, it's well, ginormous, wonderful, it? wonderful experience. Brilliant locals. Um, weather was fantastic. Weather was fantastic. The fans were brilliant. Policing was. Yeah. Absolutely bang on. They all sat back. We they got all smiled at you. Times on the way in. We did get but searched a lot, but that, they did it we? with a smile. They, they were smiling. They were laughing. They were mm -hmm. joking. It was a totally di different approach, and um, it was a it was a fabulous experience. That was, and I think. Yeah. But picking up on something you said earlier, we were talking earlier about the Watford game. Yeah. And, you know, we still haven't seen the, 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 and how gutted we were after it. Yeah. But after you got over like that initial annoyance at losing the game from that position, it didn't feel quite as bad because you, you knew yeah. there's more times like this going to happen. Yeah. We're going to be here again. Right. We, we've got all this well, amazing thing to look forward to. Mm. And, you know, we're in Europe. Right. This is incredible, isn't it? Mm. Well, it's, it's, it's like one of the things I've, I've said, um, this is Wolves' second golden age. We're right at the beginning. Yeah. It was right beginning of this journey. They were great once, you know, were the you know the top team in the country, and we've waited forty years. We had a decent team in the seventies. So we wait, you know, we've waited forty years for a team, and this has got to be one of the best teams Wolves have ever had. And it's just the beginning of the journey. For me, you, uh, Turin was great because it was a it was a qualifier. It was probably the most competitive, really, because uh, it was 
you have to get through these games to get to the to the group. Fantastic experience in uh, in Italy, and but Istanbul, I'm like with you. I was like blown away by Istanbul. The people, you know, they were on about the supporters. They were doing the eagle with you and yeah. everything. The, the Besiktas fans, you know, the atmosphere was amazing. You know, the city was magnificent. You know, you're going around the bazaars and seeing all mm. that history, and it's just massive. Massive, and, uh, and the weather was great as well. Mm. So probably Istanbul. I'm probably with you, Manny, on that <laughs> one. Probably for me is probably the top one so far. Can Can you believe it? Three Wolves fans are sitting here talking about their <laughs> European experiences of Barcelona or Istanbul. <laughs> it's it's you, you, you keep yeah. pinching yourself. You do, don't you? you do actually. You know, we've got Olympiakos next <laughs> in Athens. You know, again another big city in their own right a team that's been in European football all of its synonymous existence. with European football you know, you know. knocked Arsenal out the last and, and round. you know again vociferous fans and probably hostile atmosphere and Wolves are going there we're going there you know we're going to play with these teams these, these, and the know. question is mm. do we believe that we're going to get through against Olympiakos I think it'll be tight to come away with an away goal, one one down, or, or, or goalless, a win would be amazing first leg. Um, but I think with, if, if I've got Greek friends and, and they said Pedence was by far best the best player, player yeah. in, the, in the Greek league. Yeah, and we've got him now. And we've got him. And he will so, have a lot of inside yeah. knowledge on uh, Olympiakos as well, on their strengths and weaknesses, because obviously he's only been with Wolves a month. Up until a month ago, he was an integral part of their squad. Yeah. He'll know all their systems, their training, all the strengths and weaknesses. That's a big advantage to have yeah. as well. It is, again, Olympiakos is a step up. They've come out of the Champions League. They've conceded about seven goals in the Greek League this season. Is that they're, all? They're yeah. top of the league. Yeah. They've got a really good defence. Oh, yeah, they are. They they're are, not yeah. lost, have they? They haven't lost. They, they haven't, haven't lost, lost at the, all. The they're like league. Liverpool of the Greek League. Well, they, let's they're be honest. They drew it yeah, too, they, they? They, Obviously, the Greek League is a much weaker league than. Yeah. But, it, you know, in their own right, it's a very good side. And again, like Kevin says, even if we're one down, even if we're two down, you imagine. The only thing I'm frustrated about is that six o'clock bam kickoff yeah. at, well, at Wolves. That is which a talking is, point. It's a huge it? talking it's point because that atmosphere at Wolves has the potential, if we're in that tie, to. to put us through you know if the fans are on side and we make it a, the kind of Molyneux that we know we can make you know that that will really is it all for TV because I think is it yeah, the, on the opposite side to United yeah. so it's, it's, it's a 10pm yeah. kick off over in Athens which is yeah. 8 o'clock yeah. UK time That's right, yeah. and um, but the return fixtures is, is it's 5.55 which it? will yeah. be basically 8 o'clock in Greece yeah so so I think what the cater for the the away audience in Greece to watch it at prime time, which means we play it at six. Same for us. It's we watch it. We watch it at prime time when Wolves are over at eight o'clock, so they play at ten. But it's, it's not great, is it? But I think we've been quite lucky. Yeah. I mean, we could have had a five fifty-five several times this year. Yeah, so we, so we've been pretty lucky, I think. I I would think I I think Wolves going away. We 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 seem to play whoever we play away from home. We're very strong. I'd I'd be I'd be guaranteeing that we're going to get a goal. I'd mm. be surprised if we do not score or get that away goal. And then, like you say, if it's we've lost two one or it's one one or whatever, even you know if we've got that away goal at Molyneux, 
but then I suppose Arsenal saw the, thought the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they should have got through, really. I mean, it was it was it the hundred and twentieth minute yeah. that they scored to uh, to get through an away goals. I think we'll get through over the two mm. legs. You know what I'm excites you is when you look at the list of sides left in the competition. Porto out. You know, uh, all the Portuguese. Ajax, Ajax, Ajax out. They are. I mean, Inter Arsenal Milan are still out. there, obviously. But there's nothing that terrifies you. There's nothing that you look at and you think, oh my God. Well, you look at two big sides yeah. as well. You, you know, Sevilla's won the Europa League something like six times, so they've got six. Roma, Sevilla and Roma have both drawn each other. That's so right. one of them are going yeah. Yeah, in right. the next round as yeah. well. You know, I mean. But that's that's like the Premier League, though, now, yeah. isn't it, Manny? Basically. Who do we fear? We don't fear anybody. Nobody. You know, we, we rock up at Liverpool. The two we're matches not, we had against Liverpool, you know, Liverpool will be shaking their heads and thinking we've got away with it yep. both times to be it honest, you know and um, uh, so yeah we I don't think there's anything to fear if we can create that atmosphere because it really is worth so much you know mm. when that Molyneux is rocking and people are really cheering and behind their team especially when it even if you go a goal behind or you know this this side special it can Nuno still Nuno desperately back. wants a trophy as well doesn't he he's never won one has he is, is that no he's a quite he's a never young coach never he? won yeah. and he was I think Nuno locked himself away for about four days after the he took it really hard in the, the FA Cup semi-final did he I, from, from what I've been I told I think personally yeah. I, I, it was really I, I think there's probably a part of him that feels because obviously we were 2-0 up and then tactically you know a coach does make moves to let's see this out and then it backfired. It did, so yeah. if that doesn't backfire, he's, he's, a, he's a magician, and he, I yeah. mean, it, if then Donker doesn't foul, you know, Dean, it's not, it's not an issue. If we that don't goal talk about it. Nine times out of ten, yeah. from of it is, goes yeah. over. Don't go in, does it? Yeah, yeah. It was one place. It, it is a cracking goal. Having seen it back now, it is. Yeah, it's a, a cracking, it is goal. A cracking goal. But we were always there. Once you get to two one, you're always on the back foot, and we nearly saw it. My dad's been waiting to all, you know. For years and years to get to an FA Cup final, I was more upset for my dad because he's 82, and you know, hopefully we'll, you know, next year probably we'll get to the FA Cup final. We're going to do it, uh, but yeah, it was hard to take. And I, you've watched it back, and I still haven't watched it back. But however, I did feel so much better after Man City literally spanked Watford six in the final. That kind of did make it feel yeah. better, and we got obviously we got the. Uh, the seventh place so there was a little bit of yeah we didn't get to the final but we did get to Europe wasn't it that Watford put out the tweet just no one won a European yeah, place yeah, yeah. That's right, yeah. and they were the ones that missed out mad really but yeah you know positive about Europe absolutely already booked accommodation for Gdansk oh here we go we're all in with Kevin <laughs> everybody <laughs> um, if you can't I, find a room we're in Gdansk with Kevin Gdansk is supposed to be a fantastic city as well so yeah. let's hope we do get there and I, I saw something yesterday uh, on, on social media that uh, Ger- Germany Wolves uh, they're running coaches they are yeah so, right. so that gives us more options yeah. to fly into Germany, Germany yeah. and then get a coach because it's not that I think um, uh, w- uh, UEFA uh, launched their flexi ticket this this um, uh, week they've launched 10,000 tickets for the final which yeah. goes out to in, in, it's like a ballot, isn't it's it? It's a bit like Wimbledon um, for the tennis. Yeah, basically. Ballot. And and the, on that on that email on their official website, it says there'll be ten thousand tickets res- reserved for the two finalists. So you, ten thousand tickets each. Each, yeah. Because like that's more than last year. That's more than last year. They had six thousand each. I think six thousand each. That's all. Uh, that's all. It is frustrating how many tickets go to 
the oh, football nice. family they yeah. call it you know and um it, but it's part of football because that's what brings the There's money more in. Fans, yeah. the, the league, they'll sign the league cup final the, the, the actual supporting fans because yeah. the clubs get more tickets for the league cup final than for the fa cup final yeah again it's and more high profile yeah. Yeah, yeah you get, it's more high profile it's more you know there's a big huge contingent of officials you know football has a lot of officials it seems you know so um but yeah it's, it's a dream isn't it nuno says it's for free so dreaming is for free <laughs> yeah and it's becoming a reality but game by game at the moment well it is it yeah. is um so that's europa league um something that wolves issued a statement on uh yesterday it came out on the website obviously it's something that we, you know hasn't really been talked about i don't think any, any you know fun thing but the coronavirus thing wolves issued an, an update to supporters so basically they've issued this statement that wolves players and staff have been asked to avoid any unnecessary meetings lunches or other public engagements and temporarily avoid casual fan interactions such as selfies and autographs uh, knowledge that this will be disappointing for some supporters but stress is a temporary measure protect the ongoing well-being of the wolves squad and uh, not decisions are not taken lightly and they're also being asked to avoid shaking hands where a warm smile and a personal greeting will be sufficed. They're also putting uh, posters at Molyneux and sanitisation things. You know, obviously it's something that c can be affecting more and more over the forthcoming weeks and we've seen the government make statements about it. Well, how do we feel about the uh, the statement from Wolves? Uh, you know, I think it's sensible. Yeah. Um, you know, you just, you've just got to be sensible, haven't you? So, the uh, interesting if 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 we score goals on on Saturday, who's hugging who in the, in, the, in the South Bank? Yeah, I think <laughs> I think what it is is you know the in its precautions. The reality is, I mean, just wash your hands. Yeah. We should all be washing. I was talking to them uh, uh, at work today. I said, has anyone ever heard of Camay Zest and Imperial Leather? They've been <laughs> been around for years. You know, we didn't have hand sanitizers 20, 30, 40 years ago. You know, so, so suddenly we are probably sometimes overcautious, and that's because you know health and safety is taken so seriously. Uh, quite importantly, because you know we don't know the full, you know, range of this illness and how it can affect us. But um, so there probably is a little bit of an overreaction by all the authorities and by the clubs. Um, it's so contagious, that's the thing, yeah. uh, and it's the incubation period. Yeah. I, I personally think it's disappointing. I was gonna, I'm gonna be lucky enough to go to the players' lunch yesterday, and um, would have been really nice. Um, but obviously that got cancelled. But you know, I think it's probably sensible precaution that you've got. They've got to take the. I mean, there's a, there's a rugby rugby player, you know, Vinnie Poehler, who's been. He's had to self-isolate, so it's you know, right? affected mm. the. I think there's a couple of three. Yeah, the rugby, the rugby, um, uh, England rugby team. So it could. Well, they're taking precautions. They don't want suddenly a player out because he has well, to self-isolate. You know, for a, an important the other game. Players yeah. around well, them as well. Yeah, yeah. And at this sort of stage of the season, with so much at stake, you don't want to be losing players. For it's you know. I mean, and Wolves have been really fantastic in, pla in, in fan engagement. So for them to do this, I think it's advice of the medical and the doctors and stuff. It's, it, you know, you're just going to have to accept that's yeah. how it is at the moment until... How does Raul go to Sainsbury's anymore? He's in there every day with fans, you know. <laughs> well, I know. And um, he'll have to have a shot. I think that's probably why they've put the statement out. Yeah, so that so the fans don't feel when yeah. they see that 
that their idols out that the idol you know the likes of Raoul have been funny not mm. doing this it's because they're under instructions so that's yeah. probably why they put the statement out so that people do understand you know that's the thing we'll just have to watch this scene because obviously yeah. you know in parts of Italy and Switzerland football matches have been played behind closed doors and stuff like that yeah. you know they're, they're closed they're, doors colleges and schools now in Italy is that completely yeah, no, across the whole yeah. country yeah all next week's European Champions League, Europa League match, it will, they've all said they will be behind closed doors in, in Italy, so it will be said. Let's see what Sarah Cowan said. I think My son actually said, Dad, that Spurs match could have been our last game of the season. And I said, don't you dare say <laughs> you know, and, um, uh, so It does seem to think, what, if it does get prepped, what will happen? Well, mass you know? gatherings and, 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 you know, is the first thing they'll look at, so football. Mm-hmm. 50,000, 60,000 fans all together. And then you've got the Euros yeah. down the line. I mean, the Euros this year is not just in one country, it's across the yeah. whole continent. That's right. The Olympics. At the moment, I think, it, like I said, it's because it's the unknown, um, the precautions are taking place. The actual reality um, could be more serious than it is, but it isn't at the moment. No. Uh, hopefully, you know. It's in containment phase. Yeah. We just, yeah. just have to go about, and like you say, make sure you wash your hands. If you're going to sneeze, you know, get a tissue, put it in front of you there, make sure you wash your hands. I, 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 I just shake my head that we're advising people to wash their hands like we haven't washed our hands ever. I think mean, it's quite a normal thing to do. But I think a lot, of, a lot of people, they <laughs> wash their hands, but it's for a bit, you're supposed to sing happy birthday, apparently. Hey? That's what <laughs> yeah. they say, you the tap? 20 <laughs> seconds that you're supposed to do, and okay. it gets a proper clean hand wash. I was talking to our cleaner this morning, and uh, she she's, she's like sanitising. Yeah. All the rails, oh, yeah. all the, ha- the handles on the doors, and the cloth was absolutely filthy. Yeah, yeah it is. So it's just really quite scary what, what, what's on there. You've just got to just do yeah. I mean, you should be doing these things yeah. right, actually. Yeah. Anyway, but people just don't do it because, yeah. you know, they're just too busy in their life. It, it's making people think about it, so just make sure that we do that. And we'll see what happens. Hopefully, you know, it won't affect the season too much. Let's hope not, especially on our European trips, because yep. we do like these European right, trips. Yeah, yeah. So we're moving on now to, well, obviously, we had a fantastic February, really. Uh, looking ahead to March, Wolves Brighton, West Ham away, Wolves Bournemouth, and then the uh, obviously we've got the Europa League matches, which we've covered. And then uh, the 28th and 29th is a weekend off because the international break. <laughs> uh, West Ham away, what are we thinking about that? It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy, but again, I think we've just got too much for them. Yeah. I think defensively they're, they're suspect. Um, we've just got too much for these teams. And if if we if we turn off, if we turn, we, we, we win. win. If we start, the only thing that we turn off, we win, and, and we don't have to turn up in fourth or fifth gear to beat a West Ham. We can actually beat a West Ham. In second and third year. we can actually. That's frightening. These frightening. To be able to actually turn, be sitting here as fat Wolves fans. And say we know that we can. We're going to West Ham if we have away. if yeah. we have lost against West Ham, then either they have produced uh, an unbelievable worldy performance, or we have been poor. Yeah. We've been poor. And they're fighting the for their lives yeah. as well. They did get a, a good victory. Um, you know, did they win the weekend? They did, didn't they? They had a close game against Liverpool, and then they won the weekend. Didn't they three one, I think. Who was it? I can't remember who they beat. They, they did, did win. Did actually win. So they can score goals. They can. Kevin says they do concede a lot of goals. And, yeah. And, you know. I think that might be a one 0 Wolves, personally. What do you think? Oh, 
I'm going 2 0 again. So we're all going for three points on that one. Yeah, as well. yeah. Yeah. I'll go two one. Two one. Oh, nice and tight. It's the end of season. There's never really any, you know, some big wins. Usually everyone's fighting for their lives. So. And then the only other league match, obviously, we've got the Olympiakos uh, games. Uh, is again Bournemouth at home. Yeah. Again, you know, we we beat them last year. Beat them this year. You know, away from home as Good well. Good football inside ball. Really. Again, they sort of suit our style, I think. Yeah. They're not going to just sit there with them, uh, 10 men behind the ball, and that gives us opportunities. And, you know, if we finish, we'll, we'll win. And if we play, like with the match we had recently at home, where, you know, Raul missed a few chances, we'd have to have an off day and miss a few chances for Bournemouth to get anything out of that game. Really, you know... It, Really, the belief is that high. I think mm. with the team. See uh, another win score. I tell you what, we've obviously got to draw a match somewhere, um, but I think we won't draw that one. I think we'll win. Score. Two nil. Okay. I think three nil. I think we we. I think we're due to tag someone. So I I'm do. going to go four nil. So Bloody hell. we're we're going for <laughs> nine you know what? points. <laughs> but yeah. I think if we got Fine seven, out, we'd be happy anyway. Yeah, I think seven you know, points would still be good. Yeah, of course it would. You know, any away match, especially when you go away from home, the problem we've still got is we concede goals early. Yeah. You know, we've got a wonderful record coming back. We can't just keep, keep conceding early. And we keep doing it, we keep doing it, keep doing it. And one day it's going to trip us up. So that's really important to keep in these matches. When we, when we score first, we win 82 or 83% of the games that we play. That's right. Yeah. When we score first. It's just, it's kind of like scoring first. <laughs> it's like that, that's great game management, isn't it? Oh, that, it's, that, it is. It, 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 it's amazing games. But yeah, so March really, I mean, we don't play as the old cliche. We, but, but on paper, it looks like we could be. If we can get seven to nine points out of that, we're going to be in a really good position. The only thing you've got to factor into that is obviously the European game again, which is a massive opportunity to get into the quarterfinals. And cup football is such that it sometimes just takes the focus off individual yeah. matches because you're looking forward. You know, if that occasion against Olympiacos at home becomes such a huge match where we can achieve the quarterfinal place. And sometimes you can take the eye. Oh, we haven't done it so far. No. We've Apart always, from early you know, doors, perhaps the first yeah. sort of few games when he was chopping yeah. and changing the team a bit more. Well, we've got a strong bench now, yeah. haven't we? So yes. the, the, yeah. there's that hunger. Mm. And the only thing that else bring... could trip us up is if we get injuries or suspensions and things like that. Again, you know, the backroom staff, what, I don't know what they do to our players. You know, even the ones that have been injured, they bring them back quicker. They get you know, Ruben Benagra was out for a long while and now he's back flying. So, but, you know, let's pay, you know, respects to the work they do. I remember when I went on the, um, when Nuna took over the, the trip to Austria mm. and uh, we, we played Victoria Pilsen yeah. and tiny, tiny little ground and like a little club hut. And the game finished and I've never seen such worn down exercises. The, 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 the players the we, 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 one hour early Kev I'll go to a game because my son will insist on watching the warm up and the reason we go there is to watch Joe Martino forget what he does in the game go and watch his warm up nobody I am knackered watching his <laughs> warm up because he's 110% in every high kick and every lunge and every stretch he's more than any other player he's so infectious the yeah. way he just 
trains his body and keeps it so fit and he le I think he leads that that training regime on the field obviously off the field they've got their it's techniques but you need the players to buy into it and when you've got Joe Martino the oldest the most experienced you know Pretty got it won it yeah. got the t-shirts could easily have come for a pay I'll tell you what Martino you know, he's won trophies wherever he's been the only every club he's been national, international as well Wolves he hasn't he will be desperate to win his hunger levels. is incredible. Oh, it's amazing. Isn't it? I mean, he's probably the one player. I mean, uh, ahead of a team, but like, I would not want to lose Matinho. He's just—he's the one that signed up. Yeah. You know, when we're all thinking, "Oh, I hope he does." He's the one who's put his name to pen to paper yeah. and say, "I'll sign a new contract." I think he, you know, he—he's been as aspiration to play in the Premier League. He nearly, I think, it was Tottenham, was it? They yep. nearly moved to the yeah. oh, desperate. Tottenham, you know, yeah. He could have moved to virtually any side in the Premier League, and, the, and he would have done a really good job. Five million. His he's attitude is incredible, and he's like a teenager, yeah. isn't it? The way he's, oh. That's why Mendez's house is being raided because they're probably thinking, "How the hell did you get Matinho <laughs> for five million pounds? What's going well, on?" Well, actually, that yeah. just brings us on because that was breaking news today. Um, yeah, George Mendez, home and office. Um, Guest duty is it guest duty call? Yes, if you raided by like Portuguese that. authorities are in money laundering plus a number of clubs, including Porto and Benfica. Um, obviously, the fact that it's Mendes, okay, Wolves have not been associated with any of this. I know Force and own 40% think it's of uh, guest duty. You're going to get probably the press that are going to go on to this in this country. Apparently, it's to do with image rights from players rather than anything else. Oh yeah, the, the Red Tops and Sky Sports News are going to have a field day, aren't they? They'll, they'll, they'll put one and one together. They'll like to put a spin on it, yeah, don't 11. they? Um, but you know, I can't really see it affecting no. Wolves. It's just because it's Mendes. Yeah. I think, you know, when you talk, talk about football agents, we think of the seedy nature of, you know, football. It's always been a little bit cloak and dagger and doing deals and hiding things from each other and you know and and then we go wow how have they managed that or how did we get that player so there probably is so is things where they try and bend the rules and and look at ways of you know maximizing earnings for their client at the end of the day they're representing somebody and and in any business you do get that going on so i think it just becomes a story very easily now with you know social especially media after the man city thing yeah. recently yeah. as well yeah but yeah, that, I think that's one to watch, but hopefully it won't really come to, to much. I think Wolves are pretty much run as a very, very tight ship. Um, before we get on to uh, some questions, because we have got some questions, let's just talk about um, Wolves women and the under 23s, because we always want to make sure that they get a, a fair shout. Wolves women, absolutely flying, um, top of the league, look like they're going to get promoted to the next uh, to the next league. I mean, Kev, you might... Now, Bosun sort of starting to invest a little bit more into this. Definitely, yeah. they're, they're really keen to grow the women's team. Um, most teams at that level, the players have to still pay subs yeah. to, to play. Now, Wolves took that out this year, yeah. so they're able to attract better quality players. So they've gone through quite a recruitment process, and I think. You've seen that this yeah. year with the results. I mean, they would definitely see this. Three years ahead of everyone else yeah. in that division. Yeah. I mean, have they got aspirations? You might know to like to try and get them to, towards the top of the women's game. I, I would imagine they have. Because they're talking about building an extra little stadium, aren't they? Yeah. 
Um, the under-23s and the win. They, they certainly know considerable amount of like, intelligence on how much it costs to, to, to kind of invest in these top-level players, what they earn, what, what what's that investment going to mean yeah. for Wolves. Um, so if they're doing that kind of due diligence, it would not surprise me if they're as aspirations. And the foundation oh. is doing a lot with the girls side as well they've got a partnership recently yes uh, who's that with that well they they walls women were, were bought into the foundation oh, right, okay. um because it was run separately by the club but it was, now it's been totally part of the foundation yeah. there's just a question from paul mantle uh, about the off-field progress um you know the excellent work we've talked about the foundation Trying to improve match day experience, with, you know, the fan zone and having live bands, etc. And he's just sort of asked the question: Is this down to like a, a Fosun vision? Is it an individual that drives this thought process? Because this year we've lost a couple of uh, high-profile figures um, at Wolves: Laurie Dalrymple, who sort of engaged quite heavily with the fans was seen as, as, as a voice of, of, of Wolverhampton Wanderers and then the sporting director who's left for you know a, a really fantastic opportunity in America. Um, what do you think is behind uh, or what do you think the thinking is there? I, 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 th I certainly think the, 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 the pre-match activities, the, 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 the fan zone yeah. was very much uh, driven by Laurie. Yeah. Laurie really wanted to make the, the match day experience because that's, that's where his background was in. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, so he was really keen to drive that. Mm -hmm. um, and, I, and again, I think, you know, Fosen work hand in hand with that and they can see what that does to the match day experience. And, and, and all the fire and stuff like yeah, that. It's you know, brilliant. That's brilliant. And, you know, and at the start of that, you know, fan, opposition fans used to take the mickey out of us, didn't they? Yeah. Now they're, they're all copying. They're Everyone's all copying. Doing they're copying, you know, when we had the light show. Yeah, that's right. That, that is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you think of the match day experience, I mean, I'm going back four, five, six years ago, how often do we say, I wish I could hear the tannoy? Oh yeah. yeah, it's like oh, yeah, it's like kind of, kind of, No, it's brilliant. So it, they're, they're taken on board the feedback from the fans. The, the the feedback I've heard of the fan zone is just people really really enjoy it. Yeah, that's right. It's yeah. a great place to meet. Yeah. Um, the, the 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 departures of, of of Kevin and Laurie, I just think that's natural. That happens in any business, mm. doesn't it? That's right. And what concerns me though is that. Um, Obviously, we're losing Laurie, and now, obviously, um, Kevin. Kevin as well. Is obviously the summer transfer window, especially, is like they must be looking to bring someone in because Jeff can't do everything on his own. He hasn't. I mean, I know he's got he's, mop the floor as well. He's doing well, everything, isn't he? Well, he's back. <laughs> like we're saying, he's back with striker for Raul Jimenez as well. Yeah. If he, he can't, he can't. Basically, yeah. we've got to bring the right people in, and surely that's got to something that they're going to be looking at doing in the very near future because you don't want to be going into the summer with if you, if you look at the the backroom staff particularly on the admin side that they've bought him from from what we would traditionally call the top six yeah so that they're, they're going for for, for quality and yeah. um, the, the people have got their experience in in those areas um you'd look at the growth of the, the club just the, the the increase in in the the the, ad, the admin side of the business, it's virtually doubled. 
you know, to, to, to the point where yeah. there wasn't enough office space for people people yeah. to go. So th these things take time. And if you think evolve, about it, if, if, if you mirror it to what's on the field, we were disappointed when you know we talked about the players, Barry Douglases and and Ryan Bennett's, and and we're moving on because they want. To improve, well, we've got to do bit by bit, and, and to that's get what to it where is. they want to be, and, which and, is basically you know, top four. And ultimately, the Foston have, have plainly said that they want to be winning the Premier League within 10 years of their we're in year three now. They want to be winning the Premier League, they want to be regulars in Europe, they yeah. want to be regulars in the Champions League. That's what they want. Um, they have to bring in the right people. I think it's a bit more, very much for fans, it's, it is watch this space. Whether we get somebody like a lorry who was very engaging or whether it's somebody who just does lots of hard work behind the scenes and, and, and sends it all out to the fans you know without being I seen. Think it's important. Maybe they work you know some companies work differently don't they maybe you know. Yeah. I think it's important that they, uh, the, fan, that the fans have someone they can sort of uh, talk to and stuff they've got the Wolves help Twitter I know it, and what have you but you know losing Laurie and obviously Kevin's gone now. It's be interesting to see what the appointment is and what the restructure is, uh, because they need to keep that close relationship. Because yeah. they've done very well at nurturing to this point, they don't lose that. I know there was some bad press recently about obviously taking badges off people and stuff uh, around the ground. Uh, that, you know. But again, that's just the evolution yeah. of, of you know. We're not in a position now where we can give all these freebies out. No. When when we were That's 20 right. 25,000, you you you've right. got lots to give out. Yeah. Now with a, a waiting list of ten thousand people, how fair is that? I heard it was yeah. higher than ten thousand. Could well be. Yeah. There's, 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 there's a lot that? of people. You know, people want to see wolves like, you know, your casual fan that wanted to see Manchester United play or Liverpool play. You know, there's a guy at work who's um, uh, he's a a, a non-league fan, but he goes, oh, I love watching wolves play. It just you know. When, when I turn and watch them on, I, I want to watch. And it is a bit like, you know, I remember the Newcastle side when Kevin Keegan, you know, took over initially and they lost that big lead they had, you know, they blew that lead. But that season they played such amazing football yeah. that we all became secret sort of Newcastle like, fans because they were playing brilliant. That we'll have a go. You know? I think Wolves have, um, yeah. I think people take Wolves, when we first came on, it was like, you know, and now they take us very seriously. It's like the, We've gained a lot of respect. I still don't think the media take us. No, I, I still don't think they've got it yet. Well, you do, well the media like don't get it because every, everyone talks about Jota playing at a higher level. They talk yeah. about That's Nuno just managing just at a higher level. level. What do you mean a higher you know, level? And, playing and, for a top six yeah. size. Hello, <laughs> hello, where are we now? We're, where are Arsenal? Yeah, we, you know. we, we're the fans, so we see it week in, week out. We still, you know, the proof is always in the pudding and that pudding has to be consistent year I think in, Leicester year out, year in, because they've taken a while for Leicester now yeah. are taken more seriously mm. yeah. uh, because they obviously won it had a bit of a dodgy season and are having a, you know doing really well under Brendan Rodgers but we played Leicester off the park mm. you know I mean you know they're having a bit of a blip at the moment it's interesting isn't it but um, someone's asked a question here Dave about um, you know one of the, the players that came on the scene last year and people started talking about him he'll be in England's midfield it was Morgan Gibbs White you know yeah. he came in as that Chelsea Who's match that? last year I can't remember who it was to be honest it was one of those obscure Twitter names <laughs> um, got soccer in the south oh uh, yeah okay so he's, he's talking about you know an update of Meriton Shabani but we obviously don't know the injury situation at Wolves but 
Morgan Gibbs White, you know, he's talked recently about how he suffered a little bit um, when he was out of the side and uh, with his back. own back, but also mental mentally health. as well, with his mental health, because, you know, players want to play football. We saw him come back in the European game against Espanyol, which was his first start for a long time, and misplaced a couple of matches, and it was very easy, again, fans to get on his back but it was and, his first game and it was his first it was a little bit harsh so yeah so, but what do you see because like, like Douglas like Bennett we're, we're moving on and we've got this new do you you know I, I look at Morgan Goodside and I'm sure he's got potential and I'm sure he will do a, a great job as a footballer whether that's at Wolves or not I'm unsure of that's not a criticism of any individual you know that's just a fact Wolves of life isn't Wolves it? you know moving on so fast so fast then that this player that was highlighted as our future and maybe even playing for England has suddenly been left behind by the nettos and the I think his injury's not helped this year because he had that back he's out for such a long time he's got injured again apparently in the under-23s Morgan I think he's a local lad at Stafford Um, you know he, he, he played a few games and were raving about him on, on match of the day yes. a couple of times. Yeah. Fantastic. He was part of that under-19 team in won the, the, World won the World Cup. He's got undoubted talent, but he hasn't been getting, whether it's the injuries, he's sort of fell right down the pecking order. And maybe, depending on what happens with um, the transfer, there, there aren't there been Wolves, Frank Kessier and stuff again, mooted coming next year, strengthening that midfield. Depends on who goes and who stays. Uh, if we get the Champions League, maybe that will be the time that Morgan might go out for a year on loan at a Championship club to really harden him up because he needs to be playing football. Yep. And uh, you know, if you saw with Jimenez, we talked about that Benfica on the bench. He comes and plays regularly for Wolves, and he's improved. You've got to be playing football. So I don't uh, know. definitely that age. Yeah. He's you know, he's been playing how many seasons now? Four, four yeah, seasons? Yeah, he's been, yeah, and he's come right through the, literally yeah. through the academy, so he's walked through the three. I still think he has a place at Wolves, but whether or not he... I think it's quite romantic like to have out. a local lad playing for your football team. Yeah. We all love that, you know. Yeah. It's somebody who's grown up and sort of supported and come through the system. And it is great, but I think Wolves are at a level now that you have to, you know, you have to perform. You have to actually, when you're given your chance, and whether it's limited or not, you have to, you know, because there's somebody demonst- waiting. Nuno has yeah. demonstrated that time and time again, hasn't he? Yeah. He's so, yeah. he's so you know, we, 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 we failed, let's be honest, Wolves, in all this positive talk, we actually failed with our summer transfer window, and, and I'm sure Nuno would admit that. He bought in a centre-half and a centre-forward, you know, neither are at our club anymore. No. And they haven't got a future if they do come back. You know, I think one's only on loan. You know, and I think he does make decisions, and he's not scared to. Where some managers in the past would sign a player and then flog him to death, trying to prove him because he's there signing and he don't want them to fail. I think with Nuno, I think he will make the decision whether somebody is right or wrong for the club. Very well, quickly, like you, you got Vallejo and Catroni. Yeah, but right. then you like the likes of Dan Donker. Yeah. Um, we didn't see him for ages, and, but obviously there was something there that yeah. got at the plug on that. And then you look at um, who's the other one um, that didn't play for a while and came good in the end. 
I think Den Donker was the the real, you know, the one that you, the example. You know, he brought in Trial at right the right last time. Year yeah. Trial, Trial, right, yeah. Yeah. And would, would you Trial still say Den Donker's first choice? Yeah. Probably not. Well, right now, if you think about it, we, we didn't pick him, and he comes in, and he does it. He's he, very versatile, Eddie yeah. Den Donker. And you need that, let's be honest. You and need so that. Soyuz. Yeah. I got well, the unsung hero of the season. Wow. Well, what a man. What a man Just to have around the, the ground and the way he talks and the way he acts when you see the videos on his story. He's a little bit of a clown. Yeah. But yeah. every team needs a clown in the dressing room. You can't, sometimes you can't just be serious and all be totally focused. You need somebody just to break the ice. And, and he's, he's got something about him and he's backed that up with his performances on the pitch. You know, he rarely, rarely does. I've got to admit, yeah. with Soyuz, I was really, really critical of him in defence. Yeah. Um, and I didn't think, you know, because he always looks suspect, but he's just... Improved. Again, he's coaching, isn't he? He's, he's coaching. got better he's and better. coaching. Yeah. Um, There's someone on the uh, Instagram that actually asked about um, Soyuz. Is he the biggest unsung hero in the Wolves side? Soyuz. He's one of them, I think. Yeah, he's one of them, you, you, know. you know. Rui. Yeah. Rui Patricia. Rui Patricia. He's a world-class goalkeeper you know, playing for Wolves. You know, even <laughs> even even our captain sometimes doesn't... We talk about Bowley and Zoyce or Matinho and Neves and Jimenez and Yotter. So many stars we talk about. Conor Cody, you know, there was a clip that Wolves put out yesterday of his range of passing in... Um, uh, uh, the game against Spurs and he does that in every game his pinpoint passing from that central position to those wide areas unbelievable it, you know if, if 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 a player did that once in a game we'd be going home and talking in the pubs about that pass did you see that pass he does it he did it 6.9 times a, a game on average so six or seven passes he's spraying 40 50 yards on a sixpence. Why Southgate doesn't yeah. appreciate that? <laughs> no, and and don't forget, he thinks England have got good yeah. enough, four good enough defenders yeah. to play a back four. He, he, I think Southgate is insistent on playing this back four Rather and, and, back, and, and uh, back three, and he sees it not be. But he's, he's, and and people do comment on Cody one to one with a striker, whether he's a man marker, whether he can mark a striker out of a game. There's a move for the weekend. And, and, and they yeah. put it through the, the middle, and he yeah. was there to clear it up. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know, and he's playing I think he's every got a way minute of playing, the last yeah. 101 one games. Yeah. Yeah. But if you look at England, play with two wide men, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah. So you, he'd pick what? them out. He would pick them out, yeah. yeah it's it's strange that even though Southgate doesn't play the system, that hasn't been given a chance in an age where everybody sort of earns a cap Tarkovsky's given a chance. Yeah, <laughs> Michael Keane and Tarkovsky, you know, these players aren't world-beating centre-halves. They've got their limitations, but they're, they're, they're given a chance, aren't they? So... You know, I'm sure if he carries on, it's just impossible to ignore, mm. isn't it? It was Jimmy P1 that asked about Soyuz. So hopefully that's answered your question. Um, Drown God has asked players, players of the year it. candidates. Who would you say? If you were to pick out a couple of player of the year candidates for this year, who you think is going to be up there? Troy Yeah, Troy because of... You know, every manager speaks about him. Yeah. Every manager thinks, oh no, what are we going to do with Triore? What Jurgen Klopp said about Triore. I don't okay. think. Well, yeah, I don't think Klopp Klopp said, said that about any opposition player. He never talks about any opposition player. And he openly said, oh my God, what do you do? What do you do with him? And he is, you know, electrifying. But, you know, for me, I'll, I'm a bit 
I don't know, Ruben Neves this season, suddenly people started questioning him. You know, the end, back end of last season, at start of this season, is he having the influence? Is he playing? And he has just come on leaps and bounds. And when he's in that middle of the park, he dominates games, his passing range. And I just think having a season, two seasons, with Joe Martinho, he was good anyway, but having Joe Martinho by his side, day in, day out, in training, has just improved him. And he keeps on churning out these that goal against Espanol. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we get used to it, don't we? What a goal. We get what used to goal. it. And, and we he never scores well this He's People went scored more goals from outside the box than he's touched the ball in the box, yeah, apparently, yeah, as well. Ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. You know, um, we, we, went, we went whole lifetimes of supporting Wolves without seeing goals like that. I mean, it just, you know, amazing. Ethan N. P- Paddock says, do you think we'll be able to get top four? Yes, without a doubt. There's no... No, no, no. You know what? If, if, we, if we continue with this run of form, yeah. we've got every chance. We've just we've just been through Liverpool, Spurs, you know, Man City. We've like you said, we've played them all, apart from Chelsea, last game of the season. That's gonna be a match. We need to just get there, get there with the number of points. And and, and, and you know, we've got every single chance of uh, of achieving. You know, let's be honest, one of the toughest things ever to do was to break into the top six, oh, yeah. the big six, because they're so well established. established. You know, people talk about Liverpool and they've had a Fantastic season, thirty years and a billion pounds. You can't pounds. really dismiss Sheffield United. Thirty no, years no. and a billion pounds later, Liverpool are winning the title. You know, Liverpool are winning the title after three decades. We've been in there too, and we're going toe to toe. We're taking them on, and we're saying we'll challenge. And they've taken you know. the clock's taken four years to build that side. Yeah. Dan JB10 is a good question. Would you prefer Wolves to win the Europa League this season? Or the Premier League next season. <laughs> Me, yeah. you know, I always, I always say to people, live in the present. Yeah. Coronavirus is going to wipe us all out anyway, so <laughs> let's just go. <laughs> I missed the positive. Let's just go <laughs> with the Europa League. Yeah. Whatever comes first. We might not be here next year. <laughs> we might not be here next year. So you know, you can never turn a trophy down for me. Whatever comes next. You know, the mentality of the winning team we saw with Man City and Pep Guardiola, you know, where they asked him, they said, you've won so many trophies, and he added the Community Shield. For him, it's a trophy. I've won 30 trophies. The League Cup is a trophy. I've got silverware in my hands. Klopp hasn't, you know, and they're out the the FA Cup yesterday. They are now. So, you know, taking every game seriously and saying, you know, let's go with this Europa League and win it and then put everything we can. And that will... That will grow us and, and make us better, I think, for the future anyway. Fantastic. You got any more on Twitter? No, that's uh, that's all the questions from the fans. They've been brilliant, to be fair. And, um, We've covered uh, like the Europa League kickoffs. Uh, you know, a lot of the uh, things the league or Europe at the moment. Uh, the last question to ask, which would be on here from Dan Evans in Wolves. Well, this will be the last question. We thank for everyone that's contributed to a question either on Twitter or Instagram. Where do you see? Go to you first, Manny, on this one. Where do you see Wolves being in five to ten years? Man, I'm the last person to ask. Honestly, I just really focus. I, I say to my sons, I said, you know, appreciate that next match or the one you just had because, you know, 
unfortunately life's really you changeable. Like you know, but, but that is the way life is. You know, in 10 years' time, we won't have the same team. Of course we won't. I don't know, I think Matinho will probably still be yeah. playing. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, we'll add players, we'll change players. In 10 years' time, Nuno, if he's still there, would have been there 13 years. Not many, not many managers would ever stay for that long in this present um, climate of football. So let's be if you be realistic, we'll probably have a different manager at that time. In ten years' time, you know, if you do, you think, yeah, maybe put a slight twist on this. Go on then. Do you think we'll have won the the Premier League in the next five to ten years? Yes or no? Yes, and the yeah, yes, definitely, hundred percent, definitely, and the Champions League. That's that's Uh, that done. (laughs) Why not? Anything is possible. You know, we are. We, we, we're into the unknown as Wolves fans. We believe, and we're yeah. basically, as fans, every fan, we're kind of riding this wave, aren't we? Yeah. And we're just going to see where it's going to take us, and we're just enjoying the journey. It's like, I think Wolves are in the Premier League to stay. Are we going to be top six Europe to stay? I think pretty much. I key, think the key in the short to long term, medium term, sorry, Nuno. is Nuno. That's the key for me, you know. Keeping him, I still think he thinks there's so much more, you know, so much more to achieve. You go to Arsenal, you can go to Man United. He's another manager. That's all he is. They have got they've got legendary status over the years. He's still a young man. You know, at Wolves, he's got the chance of not having a statue. You know, we'll have to name name the stadium after him or something because he's got the new arena. He's got he's got the chance of becoming such you know a folklore figure at a club, and and you don't get that even if you get the Real Madrid or Barcelona. He's just another man. Invested. I think he's a man that is very very invested. He feels he belongs. He feels at home, and I think you can see that from all the players as well. They feel part of this family. They feel part of the community and the club, and they basically focus on the back in them. And the walls are progressing. And I, I, I do think you, you see that the team are not phased by anyone they play. They believe in him, and you're right. He's the key. If we lost Nuno. You'd worry then we'd wobble a bit, and it would break up with him there. He's the glue, isn't he? I, I can't see him going in the near future, though. I, I think he's. He's bought so much into the project, and he's put so much into it. And he it. wants silverware. And he, I think, he genuinely loves the fans. Yeah, he does. It's all for the fans. Yeah. You know, he hates the media. Yeah. He's not interested in no. them. If he, had, if he could get away without doing interviews, he yeah, would. But he, he probably loves this in the, the coronavirus virus. <laughs> yeah. No interaction. He's probably thinking, right, everybody out. <laughs> you know, and, and yeah, but he his is. His engagement with the fans, his, his, his relationship. I think it's so important to him, given his experience at, at Porto and at Atletico, yeah. where he, he, was, he, he didn't do a bad job, did he? <laughs> no. Um, but he was ceremoniously dumped. Yeah. Um, so I think that the, the love the Wolves fans show for him, I think he really, really loves that. Yeah. He appreciates it. And I think every human being wants to feel appreciated and loved, but what is achieved what is achieved in just a short time he's, he's like, he is it's almost like godlike status because like everyone on every word that he says you just really want to listen he's got a way of um, putting things across he doesn't get phased no. by anything and um, yeah 
I think you're right. He's the glue. We can't lose Nuno. The, the, the power is in the beard. Let me tell you. Never shave Nuno if you're listening. I think Never the key shave. though for walls is, is say, okay, what's after Nuno? What what do we do after Nuno? Because yeah. he will move on. Of course he will. But like well, what do we do? Where you keep that 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 values within the club. Yeah. That's you don't suddenly do an under ninety degree turn away from that. As a lot a lot of West Ham have done yeah, Everton yeah, done. It's like, it doesn't work, does it? Yeah. You so, just end up back to where you were in the square one. And and I think Fosen really get that. Yeah. It, it's about building for the future. And, and this is why that. these these appointments, uh, whoever they bring on in the uh, the Kevin or Laurie role are so key because they've got to buy into the philosophy and work within what's happened they can't be trying to pull in different directions so those appointments are very key because they are important in um, the direction of the club I think Kevin Thelwell did a really good job I know he, he, did, he did get some sticker points um, but sometimes there's a lot of things that goes on the scene yeah, doesn't yeah. it you know so and we'll it, was always, it was always focusing on the failures never giving credit for the huge number of successes. And there yeah. have been he bought Saiz. I know. Yeah. He bought I, Saiz I would have through. thought Saiz would still be in the team three years later. I never. Paul Lambert definitely didn't, did he? No, no. We didn't think Conor Cody would be in the side three yeah. years And Nuno's put in there. He's been an absolute... Yeah. Revelation. The, re- the decision-making is fantastic. Anyway, I think that pretty much uh, concludes it. All that goes for me to, to do is to thank our hosts today for letting us use the room, Casino36. Thank you. Give us your socials, Manny. Yeah, at Pedalsing on Twitter. And what are your socials, Kevin? Uh, at Kevin underscore Paker. So give us a follow on there. Um. Fantastic. And I'm um, Dazzling Dave on Twitter, Instagram, and also my YouTube channel, Dazzling Dave. And you can get Always Wolves on Twitter. And um, yeah, try and get us into the top 20 on the UK soccer charts. That'd be amazing. From all of us here, uh, thanks for listening. Until the next one. Always wolves. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.